the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. We have a celeb with us today, Rodney Salisbury. He's well-known in not, not only TV and film, but also he is one of the most sought-after voiceover coaches and voiceover artists. And he has three wonderful books. One, Tongue Twisters and Vocal Warm-Ups. You can bank on your voice, your guide to a successful career in voiceovers, and one more, Step Up to the Mic, a positive approach to succeeding in voiceovers. Rodney, welcome to the program. I am so glad to be here, Michael. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. You have uh, these three books and, you know, a dilemma for me. I didn't know which one I liked better, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I love them all. And they all have a lot of value for someone who's just anybody who gets into voiceovers. But, boy, you've had an interesting life, uh, not only in TV and film, but also as a, a voiceover artist. And we're going to talk about that. Um, where do we begin with this life story of yours and and as far as the gifts that you bring to the table and uh, certainly your books well we began with my upbringing in detroit i was always around entertainment my father was uh, a member of a group called the downbeats which later went on to become the elgins and they had records on the motown label and I would hear music around the house. They would actually be rehearsing around the house. And my parents tell me that at two years old, I would actually start singing with them and rehearsing with them. So music was in the house. I was in Detroit, the Motor City, the Motown sound. So it was just a influx of entertainment around the house hmm. when I was growing up. Do you find that happens with a lot of people in this industry? They're just around entertainment and interesting people, and it just, uh, I don't know, something that makes them alive as opposed to, like, the nine-to-five people out there. <laughs> I think so, and I think even those nine-to-fivers who on weekends would listen to music, maybe play music at barbecues, and then get up on Sunday morning and go to church, and maybe they were in the choir or maybe um, there was a minister in the family or a choir director. There are a million ways for people to run into entertainment and positive entertainment. And if a kid is seeking knowledge and is immersed with all of this entertainment around him or her, it's a good chance that they're going to grow up and do that one day. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned in a way that all roads lead to voiceovers. If you're a singer or maybe even an actor, I think I have this right, that, that it's easy to make that crossover as far as some of the exercises. or t t what, what do you think about that? No doubt about it. I think that breathing, learning how to use the diaphragm, learning how to make the voice come out of the mask, you know, your face, which is like a mask, the voice is coming out of there, you're not straining the vocal cords. These things are true in singing, and they're true in talking. And if you have someone who is a singer and they say to me, Rodney, I'd like to do voiceovers, I say to them, what is your background? You know, what, what types of things have you done in the past? And when they say singing, I say, well, that is a really good thing to have done because everything from the breathing to the microphone techniques, everything is quite similar to voiceover. I will teach you the differences, but you have a great root in that you have um, some background in using your voice, using your diaphragm, and using a microphone and projecting. I don't want to put you on a pedestal, but I'm going to right now. Um, I, <laughs> when people spend time with you, though, 
Is it difficult for them to know where to go? I mean, you know, because there are three industries you succeeded at, acting, singing, and, and voiceovers, and, of course, voiceover coaching. So it's four. But do they have a difficult – sometimes people want to talk about your acting career or they want to talk about your singing career. or Is it is all up for grabs or is there one – you know, of course, here you're going to talk about everything. But what do you prefer to talk about when you're with people? I don't mind talking about any of it. I'll even get off of all those subjects and go into something else. You know, I mean, I just like to talk. I like to mm -hmm. talk with people. But if we stick with the things that I have some knowledge in, professional knowledge, uh, any of those subjects are fine with me. Lately, what I've been doing is more voiceovers. Um, the last time that I was on the screen in terms of acting was a few years ago when I was fortunate enough to be on a show called The Bold and the Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I was actually nominated for two NAACP Image Awards. Wow. And uh, I played a character by the name of Anthony, who was a homeless guy that they found on Skid Row and sort of rescued him, so to speak, and brought him into a working society and had him singing and singing uh, at a coffee shop um, and just doing some really positive things. And uh, I was really happy to have that role because I was able to include my songwriting because I am a songwriter and I would sing songs that I wrote on that show and they wow. would be played around the world and and I still get residuals and royalties for the music that I did on that really? show. Yeah. So what you have to do is whatever it is that you have to bring to the party, so to speak, whatever tools you have, whatever experiences you have in your background, you bring them to whatever it is that you're doing. If you're acting, you bring it there. If you're singing, you bring them there. If you're doing voiceovers, you bring them there. Well, let's talk about what there is, because, you know, I've noticed with you, I've, I've watched, you know, different interviews on YouTube, and you're, you're very present. And it seems like you feel a lot, too. And so mm -hmm. that comes down in your singing and in your writing and your voiceovers. But uh, do you have to be like, you have to feel it, don't you, in order to bring it there? No doubt about it. It has to be internal. And it has to be experienced, I think. I think the things that we've actually experienced, we can um, give that to the public even better because we're really in touch with it. OK, now, as an actor, sometimes I do come across some material that I haven't experienced before. And as an actor, I still have to translate that to you. But we can take experiences that we've had that are similar to these new things that they're asking me to translate. But I agree with you. It is much better when you fill it internally, I think. That is a message that really resonates with people that are listening to it. I often tell my students, if you read this material confidently, if you read it with confidence, then people will hear you with confidence and they will tend to trust you because they hear a confident voice. And now they're confident that this person is saying something that is the truth. This person is saying something that is valuable. So your performance has to have confidence and it has to have experience behind it. And I imagine you have to mean what you say and say what you mean, because there's a lot of you can kid around a little bit when it comes to voiceovers and kind of not really have something to say, even though you're reading a script. Well, that depends on the copy, too. Right. You, you often hear actors who are accepting Oscars or Emmys. Uh, they talk about it was on the page. 
if it's not on the page, sometimes it's hard to get something out out there, you see. But if it's well written out the gate, if the copy is good, good, then it's your job now to put this good copy out there and entice people to want to buy the product that you are promoting. And so let's talk about that, because my wife and I, we bought Zatarans yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And uh, and I kept walking around the house going, Zatarans. That's you know? right. And that's right. I, think, I would think that that's the biggest form of flattery. You, you do work, and then someone repeats it. Like, uh, of course, you're the voice of Zatarans, the Zatarans commercial, mm-hmm. and also Twix, where you say, need a moment? And That's of course, right. you do it with this beautiful, you know, uh, mm-hmm. deep voice. And mm-hmm. um, I imagine like there are a lot of different ways that you could have said "need a moment," but but you said it just right. I mean, you only had a little bit of copy there to work with when you said mm-hmm. that part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how do you stand out in this field? I mean, there's so many people that would probably say that just one way, but you mm-hmm. you said it in a way where I'm walking around the house saying mm-hmm. "need a moment." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of luck involved too, Michael. Um, I think it is just a divine intervention when, when things happen for you and when, when they happen specifically before for you. Because like you said, it's just need a moment. When you need a moment, chew it over with Twix. Um, but we prepare for the opportunity. Okay, so uh, when preparation meets opportunity, we have success. But we also have luck. Okay, so it's just your time. Right. It was meant for you. That particular line need a moment when you need a moment. Chew it over with Twix. I said that line one time and one time only. And then they put it in just thousands of spots, uh, so to speak, for about nine years. Wow. Uh, A great payday. Um, Just a a wonderful thing to have. Uh, I think about another commercial I did. Um, Alpo, which was one of my first and the audition was what they used for nine years. You know, I've had the, the fortunate thing of having products for a long time. Yes. And um, so the bottom line is, is that I am prepared and then the opportunity comes. And when preparation meets opportunity, you get luck. And so that's 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 the real deal. I mean, it could have been anybody. I thank God that it was me, but right. I was prepared for it. And yes. Zatarans is based on some voices that I heard in the past, you know, relatives, um, Louis Armstrong. You just kind of put these things together and it, uh, the luck of the draw for me on that particular audition. Did you have a couple of voices in mind or that you say, no, that's the one that comes out right there? Well, when you get back to the thing we talked about earlier, the feeling thing. What's happening internally? Um, I am, I do these voices and then something just feels right. Okay. And, um, and then you hope that somebody else thinks it's right. But no, I didn't have a lot of voices for Zatarans. I had that one and they liked it. Yeah, and I remembered it. That's the best part. See, mm-hmm. see the things, the Twix you remember, the Zatarans mm-hmm. you remember, and I was like, wait a minute, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listening for that. So let's talk about how all this, you know, fits together because you gave back and you have been giving back a lot. Not only you know you have a podcast, you have YouTube, uh, you know you're doing the voiceover coaching and everything, and continuing to do uh, voiceovers, but. It just sounds like cliche. These are gold, Rodney. <laughs> These three books are really, I mean, they're really that good. Thank you. Uh, you Thank can you. Bank on your voice. You're welcome. Thank you for writing them because 
you know, first of all, uh, another thing of a good writer, you feel like you're you're kind of speaking right to that person. So I didn't feel that you were talking at me or anything, but just speaking with me, trying to give in the person reading these books uh, confidence and uh, and information. So uh, you know, a lot of people may not want to share all these all these nuggets. Um, let's start with the the tongue twisters, okay? Mm-hmm. And vocal warm-ups, because I have a little bit of an attention problem, if you will, in the form of an ADHD, whatever that is. And mm-hmm. I was afraid that I would lose interest, and it, it just the opposite happened. You've mm-hmm. actually made tongue twisters fun. Oh, and, awesome. and the things that you write in them are, are fun. And, uh, and in fact, the first page, it says, please read with a conversational, friendly tone. No announcers, please. I just the first page I opened to. Mm-hmm. It says, mindful. I am mindful of my creator, my good Lord and Savior, for all he has provided and brought me through. I am mindful of my blessings, my home and my dressings, my ability to function as well as I do. And it goes on. And I'm thinking, I'm going to like this book, even though that's just a section of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, mm-hmm. But I thought, wow, the first page that I opened to. And um, so mm-hmm. why, why, is this, why is this fun for you? And, and how, how are you able to make something like that fun? And it is fun. Well, that particular section that you went to, um, the trend today in voiceover is the real person read. And I must say that you read that beautifully. That was really nice. And I would call the read you just did the real person read. But if you notice, I ask you to go back and read it as an announcer. And then you would get into this projected voice and probably a smile and something more of a, an orator type thing. And then right after that, I ask you to add some ad-libbing to it. We call it the ramp up, where you say a few words that may have something to do with that, but it's not the actual copy. And then you go into it and you read it the way that you read it. So that's what that exercise is all about, trying to show the student the difference between the general read meaning the announcer read and the real person read which is just conversational like you did and just stating uh the facts conversationally okay and and you did a good job of that now as a writer to do that exercise i could have given you any type of copy why did i give you that those words again that's the beauty of the feeling that's the beauty of inside. That's the beauty of how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? So those kinds of things come to mind. Here's a chance to get a spiritual sort of piece into a tongue twister book. It's not, it's not heavy handed, you know? Um, it's not, like you said, it's not preaching. It's just something that's really nice, right? And at, and at the same time, you're getting a chance to do a voiceover workout. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's fun. I mean, I was I was surprised that that was meaningful and profound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have a lot in your other books as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Step up to the mic, a positive approach to succeeding in voiceovers. But I was just afraid, you know, this is going to get kind of repetitious and boring, and it couldn't be further from the truth. You're you're a poet too. I mean, you like to write. Mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. you wrote uh, what is it for Bold and the Beautiful too? A few. Uh, indeed a few episodes of that but oh, so, well no no i didn't i didn't write any episodes i wrote music yes oh the music okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just acted in the bold and the beautiful yeah terrible, mm. terrible interviewer no no not at all i just wouldn't <laughs> want i wouldn't want those bold and the beautiful writers to get upset <laughs> oh my goodness uh-huh. so 
there are things that you mentioned in the book, and I thought it was interesting too. Now, the book I'm, I'm talking about, Tongue Twisters, right now, is that you can actually read, and you mention actually, if it has a comma, say comma, mm-hmm. okay, just mm-hmm. to kind of get the punctuation, because you know I'm, truth be told, new, okay, mm-hmm. to voiceovers, very new at this, okay, mm-hmm. so. And learning how to actually read properly mm-hmm. and uh, interpret copy is uh, is a challenge. I haven't done it a, a whole you know, long time. So I found that interesting, that the actual punctuation, you have to say it out loud. Is that correct? Well, that, again, is another exercise because eventually I want you to not say comma and all of that. But if you say it, then that makes you see it. And then after you say it, if you, if you say period, comma, ellipses, uh, dash, etc. Now when you go back and read it again, you don't say those things out loud, but you do pay more attention to them. Michael, the punctuation is the key to the interpretation for the writer. That's how they let us know what they mean by the punctuation. All right. And that's how you interpret copy. You can't interpret copy if you don't do you can't interpret it correctly if you don't have the proper punctuation, you see. So first, I'll have you read it. And then to make sure that you follow the punctuation, I will have you say the punctuation out loud. Such and such and such, comma, blah, 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 dash. And then he went over here. Ellipses. You know, the ellipses are the three dots. That's a form of a pause, too. Okay, but it may have a different um amount of pause than an actual dash than an actual comma and all of these things are determined by the overall punctuation within the piece you see so uh you're bringing up some great things i love how you have really uh, gotten into the book and oh, yeah. yeah i like that well, the thing is I, you're welcome i i don't think i've respected the copy enough mm-hmm. so when you mention things like that it makes me respect a, when there's a comma there's a comma that's right and there's a hyphen that's right and then you do it without the comma mm-hmm. and then you respect what's there instead of because you know i find that it's very easy i'm sure a lot of people listening too they just walk up to the mic do your thing no vocal warm-ups mm-hmm. no really, just you know hey i could do this and and then you know, you find that they're in the doldrums because they're not they're not going anywhere. And so here's the other book, <laughs> Step Up to the Mic, A Positive Approach to Succeeding in Voiceovers. So in your career in acting, singing, and voiceovers, have you found that sometimes, you know, they say talent doesn't go all the way, that you have to be a professional. And so you have to be prepared and everything. How, how important is a positive approach in all of those endeavors? Totally. Important. And, and what I mean by that is talent is a wonderful thing and we all recognize talent. But being positive, being confident, being a good person is bigger. It trumps talent. It's more important than talent. OK, because if you have talent and you're not a positive person or you're not a confident person, you know, you'll get nowhere. But if you have all those other things and not a whole lot of talent, you can still go a long way. You see, Uh, not everybody is gifted. Not everybody is really talented. But we all do have to be positive. We have to be good people and we have to be confident people. All right. So positive comes into play all day, every day when I'm driving and I'm not giving someone the bird, you know, when I'm not, uh, when I'm not, uh, being, yeah, when I'm not being super upset, um, when something goes wrong, right. 
um, that, that I'm cool headed level and that I always take the, the high road. Okay. And, um, that's what positive is all about. When I'm in a session and, and the director is telling me something, I'm listening and I'm trying to give them back what they asked me to give back. And I'm just always practicing good behavior, so to speak, just a positive person. The glass is half full, not half empty. Uh, my smile is a smile and seldom a frown. Yeah. People don't realize how important that is. Mm -hmm. And so those who gripe and, you know, I looked at some reviews that say, why, why does he have to be into the positive approach? And it's funny how people who are negative don't receive positive things. You That's know, they, right. Yeah. They can't see it. They can't see it. And, uh, and uh, people around you will, will see it as well. I mean, that's the thing. When you act like a professional, it leaves an impression, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, And, and the, the beauty of that book too, excuse me, is yeah. that, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And I reached out right. to some really heavy people in the voiceover industry. For instance, the late Don LaFontaine um, did a couple of paragraphs in the book. And Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart Simpson. Frank Welker, who lives in my neighborhood, and I see him on the golf course all the time. He's the voice of Scooby-Doo, gave uh, a couple of paragraphs about what a positive attitude has done for his career, Rob Paulson, who uh, Rob Paulson is, is the voice of Pinky on Pinky in the Brain. And then Harlan Hogan, who is another author who you should definitely talk to one of these days, um, also contributed to this book. So many people believe that a positive attitude is key to success in whatever business you're in. Have a positive attitude. You have to. I mean, look how many auditions that people go on. I mean, this they say, I mean, you made it in acting, okay? And so I think of the movie Tootsie, where <laughs> the Terry, the character by Terry Gar, she was just, all she did is go on auditions. That's and right. She, she didn't get the part so much, mm. but she went on auditions a lot. And that's that's where the majority of people are. So you have to be confident. You have to be a, a keep a good attitude. Because you're you're saying you're preparing for that moment and all that comes together, the positive attitude, and uh, you can't really get anywhere, you know, and expect opportunity to come your way unless you are a positive person. You said that you know it, it comes to you. That's right. When you're positive, mm -hmm. you know, good opportunities come. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, you also mentioned here uh, if you have anyone in your life who can't deal with your desire to live in a positive way, it's time for you to separate yourself from him or her. That's in the step up to the mic. Book. That's right. That's right. Because it takes positive people. And this is an industry where people are very positive, aren't they? You mentioned that as well. Mm -hmm. that, uh, people are, you know, the acting, it could be a little cutthroat, but mm -hmm. in this business, people are very friendly. Yeah, voiceover, I think, is friendlier than the acting portion of the whole deal, uh, or maybe even the singing. But I want to say that there are some negative people in, in all walks of life, and we just have to know how to, to deal with them. We have to still show them love. Um, but we have to separate ourselves if it's just too much. Don't bring yourself down. You, you have to move on. Some things you do have to walk away from. Do you ever miss uh, the acting? Or do you get calls still? I mean, because, you know, you go on YouTube and you put uh, Rodney Salisbury. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really good, very good. I would tell my wife, like, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. She says, oh, he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say, hey, <laughs> Right. But, um, but but the truth is, you know, you you stood out in a lot of those scenes, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And so do you do you miss it or is it just kind of like 
because you're i mean wow i mean yeah i would i would want to do it all the time really and uh, you're still writing songs and, right. and so forth mm-hmm. but uh any any missing of the acting or trying to get in there? No, I mean, no, not not missing. Um, I'm always available. You know, if something were to pop up, I mean, when I did the uh, soap opera, I hadn't been doing anything before that, and again, it just popped up in my life. All of these things are there. I just want to be happy like I am. Uh, I'm a big saver of money. I did that through the years. I'm a great investor. I'm I'm 61 years old now, so you know I'm getting close to uh, a retirement age. I don't know if I'll ever formally retire, but I'm sure I'll slow down. I'm just I'm having fun. I'm having fun with the Consultants yeah. Club. I'm having fun with uh, teaching and and writing the books and the podcast I just started. Um, I could act. Not to mention, Ronnie, you yeah. get a lot of work. Also, you're you're busy all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, <laughs> you do a lot of voiceovers. I, I do a lot of voiceovers. I mean, yeah, every day. Yeah, and I I, I forget yeah. what I do. But uh, <laughs> I mean, no, no. To say to say, do I miss it? I mean, I'm I'm there for it. And if it comes into my life, certainly I I would do it. Yeah. So we have just a little more time with you, but I was going to ask you that. What do you think your life would have been like? Now you were a teacher in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, <clears throat> what subject? English and social studies. English and social studies. So, I mean, how does it go from that point? Of course, you know, we could have started there, I guess. But how how do you go from that point thinking, I just know I'm going to make it. I, I find that when you you look at the people who have been successful, that there's something inside of them. They knew, no, I'm going to make it. You know, I'm I'm going to go there. You went to Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not turning around. I'm going to make it. How do you? What got you out of teaching like all together? It was just this love for acting. Right? Well, I never I never planned to stay in teaching. Things come full circle, and here I am a teacher of voiceover now. But the teaching was just a means to make money and to get out here to California. I taught school for about six months. I taught middle school, and I had a minor in. Uh, I, I picked up a teaching certificate from the University of Michigan. And I was just teaching to make money to get out here. And I ended up leaving Detroit with a show called Your Arms Too Short to Box with God, which took me all around the country. And the last stop was Los Angeles. And I went on to get my first soap opera, a thing called Capital. It was a 30-minute soap opera on CBS. So I was a contract player there. And it was great. So that's what I was always after. That's what I always wanted to do. And then I wanted to do music and I made albums and I was on Soul Train and, you know, I did all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the teaching was just a means uh, to an end. And again, I've always been the type of person that had things to fall back on, that I've just I've just always been a person that tried to do it right. You know, try to. Yeah, you mentioned that too. Yeah. You say you have to have a lot of coals in the fire. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, lot, lot of things. Yeah, no on. doubt about it. Yeah, you, you know, you have to move with it. You want to be in a particular place at a certain age. You know, I had to be a homeowner. I had to be, I had to do everything that my friends who weren't in entertainment doing. I had to have everything they had. You know, I mean, that's the way I grew up. So I, I mean, I, I had to have that. I was never the guy who was going to wait tables and and there's nothing wrong with waiting tables but that was never going to be my scene um my yeah my my scene was to have everything that a doctor would have or a lawyer you know and and so that's the path i was going down Mm -hmm. well i mean how can i say 
part two anybody i mean this is just kind of the beginning here with you <laughs> talking about all your, your life and uh wish wish we could do that but uh so we want to be able to once again recap because you know these books are are phenomenal it's not just about tongue twisters mm-hmm. in, your, in your latest book here mm-hmm. uh you you still talk about the industry mm-hmm. you still talk about uh things that are you know are so so very important to being successful so there were a lot of surprises in that book so rodney salisbury has been our special guest tongue twisters and vocal warm-ups and other vo- vocal care tips step up to the mic the second book a positive approach to succeeding in voiceovers and then your marquee book which was the the first one you had you can bank on your voice your guide to a successful career in voiceovers and there you know, also, you get the whole kit and caboodle as far as mm-hmm. what a person would need to do to, to get started. And let me see. I mean, uh, all the uh, what, what's your favorite part of that book? My favorite part of that book actually are the um, things that happened every day in life for me. You know, I talk about getting the haircut and having to run off to an audition and the haircut was half done. And uh, I talk about having the personalized license plate called A1 Voice and meeting this entertainer. Who went nameless? This um, this this uh, keyboardist uh, who I saw one day when I was getting out to go into my voiceover agency, and he said, uh, "So what does that mean?" You know, uh, and I said, "Oh, A1 Voice, uh, blah blah blah. I do voiceovers." And deadpan, he just kept looking at the license plate, and he said, "And you want everybody to know it." And um, the next day, I you know went and got rid of that license plate. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, those stories, those little anecdotes, uh, anecdotes, uh, kind of uh, anecdotes. I can't even say the word this morning. Uh, kind of. Um, get a break. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They um, they stand out for me. Um, a day in the life. Yeah, I, that's that's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with that. I mean, I want to say that that for myself in reading it, that stood out. To mm-hmm. me, that you know, you can feel a little bit alone mm-hmm. in trying to do this. Uh, this is a kind of solitary endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you're trying to make it seem, you know, you're communicating outwardly or to to people, you're you're touching their mind, their emotions, mm-hmm. uh, their heart, their sensibilities. But so these books make you feel like you know you're not alone, and you talk to us and and give us a, a lot of insight and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Along the way, so obviously, how how can people, you know, get your services as a as a voiceover coach? Are you open? Are you selective? Or are you kind of like, are you taking a certain level, mm-hmm. uh, advanced, intermediate, or do you take beginners? Well, I've got a thing going on right now. In fact, I've got a class coming up. I don't know when this interview is going to come out, but I've got a next week Wednesday. That's March twenty eighth. I do one hour, one hour seminar that people attend, just like we're doing right now, on the phone. And um, that's for beginners. And I haven't done an intermediate this year so far, but I'm sure I'm going to do an intermediate. And I do advanced, too. So I teach all levels. And sometimes I will tour around the country and do my workshops. And so I would urge people to go to my website at RodneySalsbury.com. And Rodney Salisbury, that's S-A-U-L-S-B-E-R-R-Y. And check out what I'm doing teaching-wise. And so far, I've been doing it monthly, these beginners classes, because I just wanted to get in touch with, with newbies, because I know how hard it is when you first start out. And it's just one hour of me letting you know everything that you have to do, and then you get a chance to keep the copy, the workbook that goes along with that seminar. 
that's about fifty nine ninety five, I think it is, and it's, we're on for one hour. And I actually read people too, volunteers, and I coach them. So that would be the thing I would urge you to do. So there's one on the twenty eighth this month, and I haven't picked a date for April yet, but they usually come at the end of the month. So keep an eye out for that. And the Consultants Club is something I started so I could be in touch with people on a regular basis for an, a good price. It's seventy nine ninety five, uh, and we meet once a month for thirty minutes. I give you a workbook, again, via email, and we study scripts. You read for me. I teach you how to interpret copy. Some people want to work on their branding, so we talk about that. Some other people are interested in doing a demo, so I get you ready for that. Um, and I've had people that have been with me four years. The Consultants Club has been around, and they have been with me that long. And many of my students have gone on to great success. Well, I want to ask you something. By the way, this will be out so people can hear that. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, we want everyone to go. Um, do, do we get too hung up? A last question, really, on a, on microphones and stuff like that. I mean, with your voice, could you make any microphone pretty much sound good? Or uh, what microphone are you using now? Well, uh, right now I'm on a Rode uh, NT One A. The microphone that I do. Most of my jobs on is down in my studio. I'm sitting my off in my office now, but in my studio I have a, a 416 Sennheiser, Sennheiser 416, and um, I've got a Sterling mic. I've, Michael, I've got a million mics. <laughs> He's got to put you on the spot a little yeah. bit. I'm, I'm sure you have quite yeah. a few. But but um, but, to say that a voice can make any mic sound good, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say that. Most of them are good these days, though, because that's just where technology is. Okay, but uh, you will find that a lot of people use that Sennheiser 416. A Neumann is a great mic. This Rode that I'm speaking on is good. The Sterling is good. A lot of good mics out there. Uh, I think what you have to do is try them out. Go to a guitar center, for instance, and get a nice salesperson to let you go through a few mics. And uh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and one of them will sound better with your voice. But let me also say that the iPhone is great these days. If you you're in a pinch and you got an audition that's got to get in right away, there's been many times that I've found a quiet place in some residential neighborhood and turned on my iPhone and I use a thing called Twisted Wave. That's the app that I use, and I record the audition and I've gotten many jobs that way. And you get it right. When you on a hot summer day when you've got your windows up for it to be acoustically right, and you you talk about sweating, you're sweating. You get it on the first take, you know, <laughs> and uh, you get it right out to your agent. And a lot of times the, you get those jobs because you took out all the think time. You just saw the copy. You used your training and all of your experience. You followed the punctuation. You read the spot and you sent it off to your agent and a lot of times you get those jobs so i say that to say that microphones are good today in general you know i mean that's just where technology is um there's a difference between a usb mic and a mic that is phantom powered but um i've i've heard some great usb mics okay that go straight to the computer uh, Apogee is a mic that I, I have that I've used that I use on the road when I'm in hotel rooms and so forth. Um, one of the first mics I started out with, um, oh God, what was that thing? An, an eyeball or something? Uh, the uh, Chaotica. Well, the Chaotica eyeball, I'm talking into that right now. Oh, yeah, really? I've got that over the road mic. 
Wow. But uh, snow, snow, good, snowball yeah, is what I wanted to say. Yeah. The snowball microphone was the, one of the first USB microphones that I bought as a voiceover artist, as a singer, anybody doing professional work at home, you're going to have a lot of mics. Yeah. That's just part of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got this focus, right? Um, preamp that I'm plugged into here, but down in my other studio, I've got something by sure. And, and I've had something else by some companies. I mean, I got, you know, it all works. It all works. Everyone's going to be happy. All the, all the mic. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an, I, I'm Mac. Um, um, yeah. computer is what I use. I use a uh, Mac. And, um, okay. And then I've got the MacBook Pro laptop. So. This is good, though. This is really, I mean, because a lot of people don't tell you what they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of going behind the yeah. scenes. So um, it's it's really interesting. I really hope uh, people, you know, contact you. I'm sure they will. In fact, we want them to mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I, you're, you're easy to talk well, with. Thank- you're extremely helpful and informative, and you've given back a lot in this in this business and industry, so that other people can succeed. So obviously, the teacher and you, you want people to succeed. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. My, my my students, when they work vicariously, I'm working, and I I push that. When I send my newsletters out, I'll have stories about people. In fact, I got a guy now who is doing some ace. Ace is the place, started up, you know, that whole deal. He's doing commercials in that deal. Uh, this is on camera, but he's a, a great voiceover artist as well. And uh, he's been one of my students for years. I'll be featuring him in my next newsletter. I love to teach. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's a lot of fun to to hear it through not only your YouTube and but but your books. I mean, it comes through loud and clear. So, uh, it should be illegal to have all these talents. You know? <laughs> as far as uh, <laughs> being an author mm-hmm. and a singer, actor, and voiceover coach, uh, Rodney Salisbury, everybody, and uh, he's our special guest. Step up to the mic, tongue twister book. You'll have it all. You'll see it on on the website certainly, and you could bank on your voice, your guide to a successful career in voiceovers. And then, incidentally, did I ever see you on VH1? Because when I looked at a, a, an old video mm-hmm. of you singing, mm-hmm. I, I think I saw that on VH1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been on VH1. I've been on all of them, BET. Um, I don't know if I've ever been on, what's that one that was really big that Michael Jackson sort of broke into? MTV, yes. I don't know if I've been on oh, MTV. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been on most other outlets, and it's just a lot of fun. I just I love it all. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan myself, so I love to watch people. Uh, I saw a great movie yesterday. My wife and I. If only I could imagine. If only I could imagine. Yeah. Who's in that? Um, I'm not sure. Well, actually, Amy Grant was in it. Yeah, it's a it's another spiritual piece where a guy wrote this song. His father uh, abused him growing up. It's a true story. And his father was just really mean. He actually called him a monster. And then his father found God and and turned his life around. But by that time, he was dying of cancer. And um, his son just really came to appreciate him and forgive him. And he wrote this wonderful song called uh, If Only I Could Imagine. I think that's it. I almost feel yeah. like there. You see, we have more time. There, there, there are a couple of bars there. I, and you're, you set that up so. I, I, and in fact, yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts, I think it's. I mean, you could see. Yeah, that, I think right? it's. I can only. I can only imagine. Yeah, that's what it is. I can only imagine. Yeah, it's a new movie. I urge everybody to get out there and see it too. Along with another great movie is the Black Panther movie. Get out and see that. Uh, my wife and I love movies. We see a lot of movies, so 
Um, definitely check those things out. And, um, not enough time. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, but I, I really, I really, I wish we could. I'm crying for part two somewhere, but you're you're so well, busy well, though. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get as much out of you as I can. Well, I do want to say this. I just want to tell people: if you have a desire to do anything, go out there and do it. Nothing's going to happen if you're just sitting around and not exercising your uh, gift, okay, and and your duty and the freedom that you have to go and get your product out there. Go do it. The Internet is wonderful. Social media is wonderful. There's no excuse for not letting yourself shine and getting something out there that helps other people. And I, I urge you to look me up. Like I said, RodneySalsbury.com. Definitely look up the Consultants Club. I would love to help you reach your voiceover dreams if you have um, a desire to be successful in this field and um, just live every day to the fullest live it to the fullest and that's what comes out in all your books i mean no doubt and hearing your story too when you ended up on the paramount lot mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and you in your mind I, i'm not leaving. that's right i'm not leaving until i and so you, you could you could feel the the, the competitiveness, the drive, definitely the mm-hmm. drive. Uh, and, you know, it's like this is essential to the makeup of a, a professional mm-hmm. who, who's, who's around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are all things that, uh, you know, I love very much. And uh, I know that, you, well, you've been a gr- great guest. And thanks for being so, uh, so humble about it, all your success. Well, Michael, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. And if I can do it. Anybody else can do it. Just work hard, believe, and um, make it happen. And have a voice like Ron Salisbury. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only thing left, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the only thing left, okay, because I read the uh, books, is the Oscars. Uh-huh. You, you're, you're, you know, and God willing, in Jesus' uh-huh. name, right, you're going you're gonna to do the voiceover. You're going to be the live announcer uh-huh. for, I don't know, 2019. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's funny. That is at the end of um, You Can Bank on Your Voice. And that was definitely a goal of mine many years ago. I wrote that book in 2004. And again, it's just like getting back on screen and and doing television and movies. If that's the way it's supposed to go, I will do it. If I never do the Oscars, uh, that'll be fine, too, because one thing I can tell you for sure, <laughs> I, it, 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 the thought of it is is real is 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 awesome but it's also scary <laughs> but uh you know so so i don't know if i have the eagerness to to do it uh speaking of the oscars uh randy uh thomas is a good friend of mine and i just listened to her uh this last oscar and 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 i know that uh, they're in a truck she's in a truck and and that's cool so at least i'm not on the location that may take take some of the nervousness out but um, right. I must say, Michael, that was an ambition I had as a younger guy. Um, but if it happened again, I'm there for it. You know, yeah. I could see yeah. it happen. I mean, there's no reason, first of all, that that can't right. happen. Right. And but you mentioned for the uh, for the Image Awards mm-hmm. for the um, uh, NCCA. Oh uh, yeah, NAACP uh, Image Awards. And NAACP. Uh-huh. You said I feared. I feared. I felt like I was like biting my nails here. That you know you're going to say, but you said that's you were right. You're going to say NCAA. There you go. No doubt about. It. Yeah, that, those. <laughs> no, it never happened. No, no, you, you, got no, you, you so I, adre- adrenaline. I teach this too. Is a wonderful thing. It 
it stops you from making mistakes and people talk about butterflies and they were scared be scared and be worried if you don't have butterflies adrenaline is a powerful thing that is helpful it's never hurtful it makes you not say NCAA okay yeah yeah. (laughs) and Ronnie just Uh to let you know if you don't get the the Oscars Uh okay you can always do the intro for my. Oh, podcast, you got it. Okay, just, just no, kidding. no. Don't say just kidding. I think it's. I think yeah. it's just as important. <laughs> you're, you're so nice, but everybody, you know, Ronnie Salisbury, the the voice of Twix, need a That's moment, right. which people have heard, Zatarans, and a million other national spots. You're a big deal. You're humble, and you wrote three great books, and people should go out and get it. And we appreciate you being on the program. Thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, next time, and have a great day. All right. 